Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. The debate over gun policy has been revived in the wake of the mass shootings in Dayton and El Paso. On his way to visit those cities this morning, President Trump said there's no political appetite for an assault weapons ban, but legislation for background checks is a different story. There's a great appetite, and I mean a very strong appetite, for background checks. And I think we can bring up background checks like we've never had before. And the Supreme Court is weighing a Second Amendment showdown for the first time in a decade. Joining me is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. So, Greg, back in January, the justices said they would hear a challenge to New York City rules that limit where licensed handguns can be taken while locked and loaded. What happened? June, the the case is about um, whether you can take these guns outside the city limits to something like a target range, um, to uh, uh, a second home. Uh, there was a, a group of residents sued and said it violates our Second Amendment rights. After the, the court agreed to hear the case, the city, under pressure from, some, from groups that were worried that they were going to get a, a ruling that would expand the Second Amendment, the city changed its rules. It uh, essentially said you can do all those things. You can take it uh, to a shooting range or competition outside the city. You can take it to a second home. And now the city is trying to get the Supreme Court to drop the case, saying oh, the people who sued got everything they asked for. There's nothing left for you to, to decide. So why would the court take on a case on a law that's changed? Isn't it moot? Well, that, the argument is that it is moot. The Supreme Court, though, in the past has said if you volunteer, if we've already agreed to hear a case and you voluntarily change your behavior to try to make the case go away, we're going to be pretty skeptical of that. We don't want to have our ability to decide these big issues that are supposed to apply nationwide undermined by a litigant who's just worried about losing the case now that we've agreed to hear it. So there are some, uh, there, there is some precedent that would uh, uh, support the idea that the Supreme Court will go ahead and rule. And are gun rights advocates so sure of themselves that the Supreme Court is going to expand gun rights across the country with this? Uh, they are pretty confident. Uh, the, and in fact, folks on the other side, the people who are uh, skeptical about the Second Amendment are, are, are quite worried about this case and would love to see it go away. Uh, you know, these rules are pretty strict. The people challenging them said they're the strictest in the, in the nation. Uh, they don't, for example, uh, uh, it, it let you um, you know, take it to a target range that might be closer to your home, uh, but just happens to be outside the city limits. They say it's really hard to justify those. Whether that would really be an expansion of the Second Amendment is debatable, uh, but given that the Supreme Court hasn't, as you said at the beginning, taken up a Second Amendment case in a decade, uh, if the court were to, were to rule, it would be big just for that reason. 
And has the courts moved to a more conservative court in those 10 years? Would that make a difference? Yeah, it, it might make a difference. Uh, the biggest change, uh, as in a lot of areas, is probably with Justice Brett Kavanaugh replacing the retired Justice Anthony Kennedy. It seemed as though Kennedy was the swing vote on this issue, as he was in so many other areas. Um, and Justice Kavanaugh's record as a, a federal appeals court judge has been very much a strong supporter of the right to bear arms and the Second Amendment. Uh, so it, it may be that whatever happens with this case, we see a Supreme Court that is more eager to jump into the fray and expand Second Amendment rights. There's some irony here because the Supreme Court has been holding back on an even more explosive gun case a New Jersey case while they're considering the New York case. Yeah, and, and there's a real possibility if the court were to dismiss the New York case that it could take up the New Jersey case. That one involves not the right to transport a gun that's unloaded and locked, but the right to carry a loaded weapon. And New Jersey, like a number of other states, uh, sharply limits who can do that. It requires you to sh show some sort of special reason why you need to be able to carry a weapon with you in public. Lower courts, federal appeals courts, are divided on that question. So uh, there's a, a very good chance that the court would agree to take that up. They may even agree to take it up after the New York case if they hang on to it. But if they get rid of the New York case uh, in the next uh, couple of months, uh, it's possible they could hear the New Jersey case during the, this upcoming term. So, Greg, for those of us who don't follow the court as closely as you do, explain why they'd hold one case while another one percolates uh, through their system there, as opposed to just taking them on when, when they come up and when they think the time is right. Well, they occasionally will do that if they have two cases that have closely related issues. But, but basically, the court likes to move methodically. Usually they do. And if uh, they've already taken a case uh, that might affect how that second case comes out, then they can hang on to the second case. And once they decide the first case, just kick the second case back to the lower court and say, okay, now reconsider it after you've taken a look at this ruling in the first case. That's kind of a way where the Supreme Court doesn't have to decide everything itself. It can kick stuff back down to the lower courts and let them decide. Now, uh, if the Supreme Court does take the, or does continue to take the New York case, that would mean that a decision in this case would be in the heat of the presidential campaign. And as we've said many times before, Chief Justice Roberts likes to stay away from politics if he can. He does. He's, he's going to have a hard, hard time avoiding it in this upcoming term. There are an awful lot of issues, some of which we've talked about, some of which I'm sure we will uh, down the road, that are going to be big political issues that the court will be deciding uh, it, next June or, or, or thereabouts. Uh, this would be one of those cases. It's possible, though, that this will not be uh, your classic 5-4 split uh, only because, uh, you know, folks I talk to on both sides of the case say that New York City, uh, you know, ha based on the courts, Supreme Court's earlier precedents, uh, has a an especially weak case here. So it may be that even a couple of the liberal justices will, will agree to side with the residents. About, about a minute here, Greg. Why has the Supreme Court basically stayed away from the Second Amendment, you know, gun issues for so long, for a decade? Yeah, it, it, it's a real mystery. Um, they've had many uh, good opportunities. Generally, they don't tell us why they've uh, <laughs> decided not to take something. But you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it may be that Justice Kennedy was the one holding them back. We don't know that for sure, but uh, we, we may be finding out in the next year or two. 
All right. Thanks so much, Greg. That's Greg Storr, Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter. And a disclaimer, Michael Bloomberg, the majority owner of Bloomberg LP, the parent company of Bloomberg News, is a donor to groups that support gun control, including Every Town for Gun Safety. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.